And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones, and we are with Lamb Lion Ministry. And it's great to have you being part of this program today, as we're going to be talking about what's coming up next for Christian. Very excited. So we want to encourage you to follow along. And those of you that follow us on social media, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family so they can follow along with us as well. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to get together and study your word. We thank you for the great blessing of all those who are tuned in. And we pray, Lord, that you'll just help us grow in our relationships and understanding of you. Thank you, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you tune into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones. Again, as we talk about what's coming up next for the Christians. So we want to encourage you to keep us in prayer, get your Bibles ready, and follow along with us. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host Nathan Jones to the program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Hey, brother. Always good to be on talking about the Bible with you. Woo! Very, very excited, Nathan. On our last program, Tim Moore joined us. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Tim was in town. He's uh, one of our associate evangelists here at Lamb and Lion Ministries. And uh, actually, he'll be taking over the ministry when our founder and director, Dr. David Reagan, retires or goes to emeritus status, really, in June. So Tim should be taking the reins in just a few months. And uh, we'll just I'll keep being the Internet evangelist and you'll keep being the assistant evangelist as far as we know and see where the Lord takes us. Nathan, that's very exciting. And Nathan, for someone who's maybe new to the ministry and they're not aware of all that we have to offer, might you be able to share with them our resources and how they can get a hold of those? Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, you want to go to our website at ChristInProphecy.org. Uh, we have a wealth of information there, articles and videos, both long and short, our TV show, Christ in Prophecy, and newsletters you can sign up for, a blog, social media. Uh, magazine. We've got so many resources where we want to teach you about God's prophetic word, get you excited that Jesus Christ is returning. Uh, so check us out, ChristInProphecy.org. Thank you so much, Nathan. Again, wonderful resources for you to take advantage of. Well, Nathan, you, you would agree that we are living in amazing, wonderful days. A lot of uh, challenges, a lot of things still going on in the world with COVID, the pandemic, uh, this new uh, uh, new um, government uh, structure here in the United States of America. And, and there's so many things, Nathan, that can sometimes take our focus away from the reality of what awaits the Christians. I think you would agree with me that sometimes we really need to make an effort to keep the focus biblical. Oh, absolutely. It's so easy to get stuck uh, down at the street level. I like Google Maps. You know, you can be out way out there and look down upon the earth and then you can zoom in in street view and see everything along the street. And I think well, most people are stuck on street view. You know, there's so much going on around us. The world's in turmoil, you know, Christian persecution in China and uh, Nigeria. And then now Myanmar's government's overthrown. We've got rising dictators like Putin and Xi Jinping, and then America experimenting with socialism. It's just a mess. Uh, but we need to read the Bible. It, it pulls us like Google Earth back up into the atmosphere, and then you get the big picture. You see how it all starts fitting together. And uh, if you stay on street view, it's going to be depressing and you're going to lose hope. But if you're up there at uh, Earth view, uh, you get the big picture, and that's when you really stand in awe of the Lord. 
Nathan, I love the way you put that. Now, of course, I know in the time of the Apostle Paul, as he was writing to the Thessalonians, they did not have the technology that we have. But I think he was trying to say the same thing to them because <laughs> their focus at one point was more on the dirt on the road rather than their eye on the sky. And in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 19 through 20, we find Paul's encouragement there uh, to this church that really uh, had just been planted not that long uh, uh, on. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan, and read those verses for us so that we can talk about them? Sure thing. Yeah, I'd imagine a first century street view for an agrarian society wasn't <laughs> a pretty thing to look at. So, yes. Uh, well, let's go to 1 Thessalonians 2, verses 19 through 20. It reads, For what is our hope, or our joy, or crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For you are glory and joy. Nathan, I, I just love that because uh, when we look at that passage there, I just think it's very, very exciting. Uh, you know, sometimes people forget, Nathan, the, the, the things that the Lord has in store for us. And in verse 19, it says, so what, what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? And Nathan, the Bible has a lot to say about crowns and our rewards, right? Yeah, it's uh, Paul is really talking about he planted a church in Thessalonica and he's telling the church members here that you're our crown of rejoicing. You're our joy. You're our rewards, our eternal rewards for serving the Lord and fulfilling the Great Commission is the fruit that we produce. And for the Paul there, one of the many churches he planted was in Thessalonica. And so he's saying, hey, you're our crown of rejoicing. Uh, we're going to be in the presence of the Lord one day and and uh, he's going to look at us and say, well done, good and faithful servant. So this passage is an incredible reminder of how important it is to be serving the Lord in this time. Big picture view is not to get stuck in the details, but, but what are we doing to further the kingdom of Christ, both the spiritual kingdom here through the church and then usher in the coming of Jesus Christ when he returns to set up his millennial kingdom. And we want to populate it with people and we do that by leading people to Jesus Christ let the Holy Spirit work on them and having them choose Jesus as salvation or not so uh, that this is exciting times scary times but also exciting times yeah Nathan and every time that I that I that I'm reminded of the Lord's coming of the Lord's return it just seems to put things in perspective because sometimes uh, my focus personally sometimes I can dwell on things for too long as if they were going to last forever <laughs> but the reality is you know the Lord can come at any moment and all that can change oh I just think look at the politics I mean before November America was saying woohoo you know it's gonna be this way and then the next month, oh, no, it's going to be this way, depending on what side of the aisle you sat. In Myanmar, for instance, they're like, yay, we finally got rid of a military dictatorship. And now like, oh, no, we're under a military dictatorship again. For some people, uh, like in China, Hong Kong, you know, they were had so many freedoms under the British Empire, but now they're under a communist regime. You just never know how things are going to change, and they change frequently. But one thing that never, ever changes is what our rock, our solid foundation is the Bible, our stronghold, our fortress, and that's Jesus Christ. And all those words mean unmovable, unshakable, and undefeatable. I love that, Nathan. What a wonderful word of encouragement. You know, Nathan, another wonderful word is found in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Uh, maybe you can take us there because the Bible is just filled with reminders and encouragement for the believers. Oh, yeah, that's a great passage because it's a reminder of how we should be uh, gathering together as believers in the last days. Something very difficult during this last COVID year, but uh, 
Verse 25 reads, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. Mm. Nathan, I know we've spoken about this passage before, but it's just one that I really feel uh, hits home in what we should be doing as believers uh, in these last days. I just think the word encouragement is so important, uh, exhorting one another, because there's just so much bad news and negative news out there. The Christians really are finding it a hard time moving forward in life. But yet the Bible has so much to say that I love that because we're talking about a specific day that is approaching, right, Nathan? Not just like a holiday, but a specific day. Yeah. And, you know, with the COVID lockdowns, especially depending on what state you're in, of course, you guys in Florida, pretty open state, same here with Texas. But for some states, say for like Nevada or California, assembling together took on a whole new meaning. You could... Uh, be getting fined or imprisoned even if you do. And it's hard to believe that's America. And yet this is what we're seeing. So I think it's given us a, a better appreciation of church. We've taken church for granted for so long, 400 years here in the United States. And now we're seeing that, hey, we could lose that freedom and uh, very quickly too. So it's, again, important uh, online, maybe for health reasons for a time, but we've got to get back in there, assembling together, whether in a big church, a little church, a home church, a Bible study, we're exhorted by Christ to gather together. And all the more so is because, you know, as the day approaches, it gets harder and harder for Christians. So we need to be there to encourage each other and support each other. Nathan, excellent point. And, you know, as you, was, as you were sharing that, it also reminds me what Matthew chapter 24, verses 37 through 39 also speak of, because as the day approaches for us, the Christians, and we're going to be closer and closer to being with the Lord, we also notice that time is winding down from the unbelievers. And Jesus had uh, an important message re in reference to that, and also as it was in the days of Noah. And we're seeing so much of that right now. Will you be able to take us there, Nathan, to Matthew 24 and uh, read for us verses 37 through 39? Absolutely. But as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will be the coming of the Son of Man be. Not the... Uh, Best grammar there for English, uh, but it's an interesting point. We see that uh, obviously the days of Noah were filled with evil and strife and murder and debauchery, but they were also just doing the things that you do every day. You have dinner, you 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 drink, you uh, get married, you plan, uh, you're given in marriage. You know, and we're living in a time period where uh, everyone's just living their lives, whether it's tumultuous or not. You know, we still have to keep going. Uh, but the Bible says you don't know when Jesus is coming. Uh, he's going to be like a thief in the night. You're not expecting him. And so the whole world is just going to be keep on going as it going, not expecting him. And then boom, one day there he is. The church is gone and the world is looking towards the, unfortunately, the tribulation time period, that seven year time period where God's wrath will be placed on the world. Mm. And Nathan, you know, one of the things, too, that, that I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, Noah and his family, they were safe uh, in the boat. Uh, and, and uh, you know, there was a last call for people to come. And, of course, uh, the, the, I'm sure when it started raining at first and it was a little trickle, they figured, ah, we can make it through this, right? But then 
when when the flood started rising and people realized, you know what, we cannot swim our way out of this one. It was a little bit too late. And I find that that's what's happening in our society today. You and I do these programs and we're putting out a call for people to repent, to come to the Lord. The rain is coming and people are like, eh, I can swim through this. And we know that the time is coming where the flood is going to be so high that the hope will be over. Well, that's, that's an excellent point, Vic. Uh, I, I don't recommend this movie. It was uh, Noah Russell Crowe was in it. The theology was horrible. But the visuals were stunning. The scene, especially when people are mocking Noah as he's building the ark, and then the rains come, and you're right. They're like, oh, it's raining. Uh, but then the rains kept coming, and they kept coming, and their houses were washing away. And they all start running to the ark, and they're banging, and they're banging on it. They want to be let in. They want to be let in, but uh, it's a kind of a symbol of the church. As the church has taken away, you know, the people be screaming, let us in. Follow, you know, we, we realize we gave we didn't turn our lives to Jesus and we're left behind to endure this tribulation and though I'm so happy that we read in the Bible that multitudes will come to know the Lord during the tribulation how sad that they weren't there to participate in the rapture of the church mm. and Nathan and I think that's the urgency today I, you know even right now as we're doing this program someone will probably be tuning into this program either now or at a later time and you and I know that this is this 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 doesn't happen by coincidence but it's divine appointment and our hope is that whoever is tuned in and listening to this program and this message and if they don't know Jesus that they will really consider starting that relationship with him because again the flood is coming the water is rising and we don't want anyone to have to be left behind and endure uh, the wrath that is coming. And, and Nathan, that's why you and I have such a passion to share the love of Jesus with people, because we, we just never know who's listening on the other side. Absolutely. And again, that's what Bible prophecy is all about. It's a passion for the Lord's plan. I mean, God gives us 27%, maybe up even close to 31% of all the Bible is prophetic whether it's fulfilled Bible prophecy already or future-related Bible prophecy, it assures us that the Word of God is true because these prophecies were fulfilled in detail, and that, therefore, those prophecies that are coming will be fulfilled as well. And there you go. It gives us that hope, and uh, we want to share that hope with other people. And so I'm glad we could do that in this podcast. Absolutely, Nathan. So we want to share with you, those of you that are out there, don't let anyone trip you up. Uh, the opportunities that you have now might not be here tomorrow. Uh, we believe there, that we're living in the last hours. This is the last call for repentance to come to the Lord while there is still time. Nathan, as I was thinking about this, you know, one of the tragedies that I'm noticing that is taking people by surprise is this uh, COVID um pandemic uh, virus. And it's sad to say, Nathan, but I've known individuals who literally within a month, they've caught this virus and they were one moment here and then they were gone. And it seems that people sometimes think they have all the time in the world, but you and I recognize we're living in a time right now that you really don't know month to month what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I have this uh, COVID dashboard. It uh, accumulates all the data and tells you uh, what's going on with the COVID virus and deaths per country and all. And uh, America is quickly getting close to the half million market deaths. Now, obviously, it's debatable whether all these deaths are actual deaths or, you know, John Smith died in a car wreck and the hospital claimed he died of COVID. I can't tell you that. But we know people who have died. And it's very strange how some people, when they get sick, well, they might lose their sense of smell. My brother got it. He, two months later, he still doesn't have a sense of, he can't taste anything. And uh, 
And yet you got other people who just drop dead instantly. We have some ministry friends who have lost family members. One family I know lost three members of their family all within the same week. So wow. it, it's weird how it affects certain people, but you're right. I mean, these kind of things, not to scare people about the virus. I mean, obviously it's a 99.9% recovery rate. So the chances of dying is slim, but at the same time, it's a wake up call to our own mortality. You know, Nathan, that's a good point. And, and of course, our reference, we, we were mentioning just one thing, COVID, but there's so many other ways that this could be someone's last day. And I believe, like we, you and I are saying, is, is that people need to be ready. They should not um, allow themselves to be tripped up by others thinking that, that they have more time. And we see in the time of Noah, that was one of the problems. People continue to think they had more time and uh, soon enough they were swept away. And, and I think the message, Nathan, especially now is for people that have ears to to hear. And, and it reminds me of Revelation chapter uh, 3, verses 7 through 12 there to the Church of Philadelphia. And I also find there that that is a wonderful passage. Would you be able to go, would you be able to go there, Nathan, with me to Revelation chapter 3, uh, and maybe I'll read verses 7 through 9, and then maybe you can read uh, 10 through 12. I'd be happy to. Uh, one point you brought up in my mind when you're talking about you could die at any moment. I had a friend in high school, one of my good friends, and uh, his mother was cooking in the kitchen, and she slipped on some water and fell and cracked her head against the countertop, and it snapped her neck, and she died instantly. I mean, oh, wow. minute, she's putting spaghetti in the pot, the next minute she's dead. So, yeah, it doesn't take COVID to kill us. Uh, it could be a car accident. It could be a heart attack. Uh, uh, my mechanic, I, I was shocked. One of the, 48 years old, one of the fittest guys I've known, very healthy. He was out jogging, and all of a sudden he tumbled over, fell in a ditch, and died. He just had a brain aneurysm right there. So you're right. Uh, I think as humans, we think that we're just going to keep living on and on and on in this life. But uh, <laughs> uh, when a death happens, it shocks us into realizing how, how short life can be and how important we live every day to its fullest. So, yeah, yeah, let's dive into the Church of Philadelphia, the faithful church. Mm, awesome. And it says in verse seven, and to the angel of the church of Philadelphia, right? These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the keys of David, he who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. He says, I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door and no one can shut it for you have little strength, have kept my word and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not but lie indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. Verse 10 says, because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God. And I will write on him my new name. Woo. And Nathan, yeah, if you can take us to verse 13, that will be fantastic. Whoops. I'm sorry. I, uh... No, that's okay. I think I might have said 12. I should have said 13 because I was looking at my Bible and I forgot, to, you know. And this is how Jesus sends every one of these messages to the seven churches he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Ooh, and, and Nathan, this is a fantastic, really a fantastic passage there, because two things that, that, that we've been talking about that you mentioned is, the, I like where it says there, 
the, the warning to be careful that no man uh, takes thy crown. And it's interesting. It's almost like be careful that no one trips you up, right? Right. And we got to remember this is a church and the, Jesus is calling them overcomers. And we know the context is if you're an overcomer, you're saved. So you're already saved. It doesn't like they're going to lose your salvation when you lose your crown. It means lose your works. Get bogged down into the things of this life, the lust of the flesh and the love of money and ambition and things that in the eternal scheme just aren't important. If we're going to have anything ambitious, let's be ambitious about the work of Jesus Christ. And, and that's the Church of Philadelphia was the best at that. As a matter of fact, Jesus had nothing negative to say about this church, unlike some of the other churches. They were on the ball. They had passion for Jesus. They were out there sharing the gospel. It was a wonderful, wonderful church. And because of these types of Christians, uh, we, this verse 10 here, this great verse, one of the best verses as a proof of the pre-tribulation rapture of the church, is that if you persevere, I'll keep you from the hour of trial, the tribulation, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. So right there, a rock-solid promise by Jesus Christ himself. Red letters here that if you are a believer in Jesus Christ and you are saved, then you are going to take part of the rapture before the tribulation comes. Woo, Nathan, that's it's amazing. And I think you just hit it on the head there. Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. This is a message from the Lord. And uh, it's just incredible all of what the Lord has in store for us to rejoice over. And Nathan, you and I, one of the things that we rejoice the most is when people come to Christ. And maybe there's someone out there that doesn't have a relationship with the Lord. Would you be able to share with them how they can enter into that relationship even right now? Well, absolutely. Well, the first is that you have to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Uh, that's a requirement for the faith, and that he died for your sins on the cross, that you are a sinner, and sin means rebellion. You not just do sins, but you think sins. They come from your heart. You have this rebellious nature against God, and that has put enmity between you and God. So Jesus, the perfect God and man, died on the cross for your sins. And when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, the punish for your sins comes off of you and goes on to Jesus on the cross. And so therefore your sins have been paid for. And so by faith, you reach out to Jesus and you accept him as the Lord and Savior of your life. And if you're ready to do that, you feel that Holy Spirit tugging you in your heart, drawing you towards him, then pray a simple prayer out of your heart. Something like, dear Jesus, Please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And Jesus will do just that. Your sins will be forgiven. The guilt will be gone. You'll have a new life. You'll inherit new life in heaven forever. And you'll participate in the rapture of the church. Very exciting. Ooh, Nathan, that is fantastic news. Hey, that's a free gift. For those of you that have been tuned in to this program, and if you accepted the Lord right now, hey, we would love to rejoice by hearing from you, 305-992-9537. Let us know that you accepted the Lord. And I have a wonderful Bible that I want to send your way so that you can continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. And of course, if you accepted the Lord, find a church where they teach you the word of God and let the pastor know that you have accepted the Lord and that you want to be baptized and that uh, we will be able to uh, encourage you in finding a church as well if you reach out to us. So we will also want to congratulate you for your decision as you are now heading heaven bound. And Nathan, I want to thank you for sharing the wonderful invitation with those individuals that are out there because that is the hope that you and I get to share every week, right? It is. It's, it's a great blessing. You know, Bible prophecy, people look at it sometimes and say, well, 
It's all gloom and doom and antichrists and mark of the beasts and conspiracy theories. And brother, those people who live on street view, they're constantly obsessed with that. But Bible prophecy isn't meant to be taken that way. It's meant to be a big picture view, an understanding of how God has a plan for the ages. And, and when you look at that big plan, you see that this dark time period, and it's getting darker, actually has an end to it. The return of Jesus Christ to defeat evil and set up his millennial kingdom on this earth, a kingdom that's defined by peace and righteousness and justice. I mean, these are things to get excited about. It's it's victory, and it's, oh man, the eternal state. You can read about it in Revelation 21 and 22. Will there be a, the heaven will come down to earth as a new city called the new Jerusalem, and God will clean the earth of all its sin and rebuild it and call it the new earth. And there we will dwell with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, seeing him face to face and God the Father as well and the Holy Spirit uh, day in, day out. Man, I'm so excited. Remember, the Bible says that no mind can comprehend the glories that await us. We just can't fathom our future with Jesus Christ. And so uh, I'm excited. I feel like I have a, a little bit of insight from reading the Bible, but even then, the whole universe is a blank slate ready for the Lord to build wonders beyond our comprehension. I can't wait to watch and see all how all that turns out. Ooh, Nathan, that is fantastic. I'm so glad, Nathan, that we get to do these programs on Wednesdays because this is the midweek where people are dragging and we just have an opportunity <laughs> to encourage them, right, Nathan, to give them the boost to say, hey, there's so much more that awaits you. Oh, that's so funny because I think my, my afternoon coffee is worn off. I'm I'm feeling a little worn down, so you're right, brother. <laughs> Wednesdays Wednesdays are good to get that little jolt of uh, spiritual caffeine to keep us going for the rest of the week. Oh, praise the Lord. Well, Nathan, like always, thank you so much for giving us, uh, helping us with that jolt to keep us moving forward. You're right, brother. You're right. Well, we have a few minutes left. How should we end this program? Yeah, well, I was going to uh, uh, end it with a, a prayer for our nation and also prayer for uh, uh, those individuals that are out there that are struggling uh, with COVID. But maybe, Nathan, you can lead us in that prayer and then I'll end it. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's share it. Because uh, it's a tough time as of this recording. Uh, President Trump is in his um, uh, second impeachment and uh, <laughs> the Senate said it's, it's constitutional to impeach a man who's not even in office. Uh, some people believe he should be impeached, others not, and where Christians are feeling the persecution already rising. And so, yeah, it's a, a desperate time. We need to start praying, and that's nothing compared to some other countries. So, yeah, man, great, great idea. Well, Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that uh, you have given us uh, a nation that was founded on biblical values. Uh, the founders fled persecution to set up a country, a city on a hill that to looks forward uh, to your coming. And Lord, we've lost that foundation over the years. Uh, secular humanism, the pride of life, the mm. lust of the flesh, and hedonism is now defines our nation and the world. And uh, many Christians, this remnant spread out, uh, a body of believers whose nationality is the millennial kingdom, Lord, uh, we call out to you to remember us. Uh, mm. uh, don't let evil overcome us, Lord. Uh, protect your servants around the world and help us, Lord, to... Uh, Continue to be a shining light, salt and light to this world in the short time we have before your return. And we thank you, Jesus, in your precious name.
Mm, Father, we do thank you for the wonderful privileges we have in this country, but we do pray, Lord, for repentance as a nation, Father God, that we will return to you, including myself, Father. Forgive us for our sins, Father God, and we pray that you will help us to humble ourselves as a nation, uh, Father God, as Dr. Reagan was writing uh, uh, regarding President Trump and his and his fall. And Father, you hate pride, uh, whether it's in a president, in a nation, an individual. So, Father, help us to be humble. Help us to be more like you. As a nation, Father God, we want to rightly represent you. So we pray, Lord, that you break the fallow grounds and the people will return to you, Father God, uh, in weeping and in true repentance. Thank you for the privilege that we have to be able to pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.